Welcome to episode 23 of the Average Joe's MMA Show. This week we're going to be talking a lot of Conor McGregor. We'll uh, also break down last Saturday's UFC fight night from Tampa, Florida, Glover Tosher and Rashad Evans. And we'll give you guys a preview of this coming Saturday's UFC 197. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's it's the card that just keeps changing numbers because exactly. it was supposed to be 198 at one point yep. and then so yeah, 197 is John Jones makes his triumphant return to the cage against Ovin St. Prude. Not exactly the guy I thought he was not, going to be Not the guy he was supposed to be facing. triumphant return. You know what? I'll take the OSP fight. I like OSP. I mean, he had to. So, yeah, man. It, let's get into it, Dave. It's been an interesting couple of two couple days. Wow, you know, I it's been a long time since I've had this much stuff linked directly to my personal page. Yeah, man. But as soon as this whole thing started off, I mean, my page has exploded yep. with people coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, I've been tagged uh, in a lot of them know, with you. People that I didn't even know were watching the show are, or listening to the show are listening to the show, and they're coming out and saying, you going to cover that? You know, you had, Yeah, yeah. Wow, man, really? And I, and I covered it on the page the day that it happened and just released a statement that until we got a full confirmation and we weren't going to deal with rumors. So well, we never do. No, you know, we don't. We, we, we don't, we don't play the Yep, you yeah. and I have had that conversation many times. We don't play with the rumor mill, no matter how exciting and juicy yeah. it may be. We wait for confirmations, and we, we don't like to have you know. We, we're the one people that I that I watch uh, religiously and read their sites, listen to their, to their podcasts, where we don't we don't want egg on our face, so we don't post rumors. Yep. We wait. Yep. We wait. We may not break the, the story first, but we want to make sure that's there. It's it's a hundred percent true. Yep. And then we'll go after. Yep. It. Yeah, I think it makes for a much better page that way. <laughs> so let's recap. Uh, about Tuesday, mid-afternoon, Conor McGregor releases a tweet and breaks the internet. Yeah. Right. You know, I just did I did a workout at DDP Yoga. Let me, let me uh, go ahead yep. and plug them again. DDP plug. Uh, and I, I was spent. I was exhausted. I was sweating. I was nasty. And I went in and I laid down. And I woke up to a shit storm. Shit storm. I, I had probably 30 tags on my personal page that Connor, Connor broke the internet. Yeah, dude, he broke the internet. And what was his tweet? He said... So he tweeted, said, thanks for the cheddar. I'm, I'm retiring young. Yeah, and catches later. Catches so, later. Something like that. And that's it. That was it. There was no and lead world, up to it. And the know. world blew up. Yeah, it was insane the amount of stuff that was... That just took off from there. Well, then it was. Then it came out. You know, Kavanaugh had made the statement that this was, or released a tweet, whatever. I, I use that. Look, in this day and age, Twitter, social media is made. If it's coming, if it's coming from an official person, right, it is your statement. Yeah, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or, or Twitter, or yeah, whatever. If it's you, if it's certified that person, that's a statement. Yeah. So, just, so John Kavanaugh came out and said, you know, the fight's off. This is a hundred percent true. Connor's walking away. There was a lot of speculation back and forth on things, you know, I'd heard, he wanted more money, uh, he didn't want to do the promotion for the fight, uh, I also heard, you know, the, the, the death, and we didn't really even talk about this on the show, because no. it, was a, it was an amateur Irish MMA, or pro, I don't know, a fight in Ireland, Yeah, and there was a, it was a two weeks ago or so, a, Something like that. a fighter was killed in the cage, yep. and Connor was there, uh, Coaching, coaching, I believe, coaching a teammate. Yes, yeah, and, it was and, a Portuguese fighter, yep, uh, some sort that he had some ties with. Yeah, um, but we no, we didn't cover it because uh, it wasn't really. I mean, it was out there, but it wasn't really known. Right. I mean, it wasn't 
for some reason, whatever, maybe because of where it happened or it not involving someone of right. high notoriety, it wasn't really well known until you know after we got off the air. That right. During the last weekend is when I really started reading about it. Like, exactly. Oh, wow, that's that's kind of big. Yeah. You know, a guy dies in the cage. It doesn't matter. You know where it's from. And that's, right. That's big news. That's huge news. And then you know, and then you get the Conor McGregor tie into it. So there was a lot of talk about that playing with his psyche a little bit, and I. I could lean into understanding that. Yeah. If I saw a guy die in the sport that I'm participating right. in, it's going to probably fuck with my head. Well, Dana then did uh, an interview the day after. What's when this happened? Tuesday? Monday, Tuesday area? Tuesday, I believe. So, so Dana, Dana released a statement Tuesday evening. Yeah. And he said that he pulled Connor from 200... Because Connor didn't want to do the the, the the tour the mini mini tour yep. the promotion he didn't want to find Connor wanted to stay in Iceland and keep training and he said that's just not possible he said the last time someone did that was Nick Diaz he mm-hmm. didn't want to do the promotion with uh, GSP mm-hmm. so he pulled Nick from then as well um, so Connor come back. Today, it was either today or yesterday, and released a lo- very large today. statement. Today, he, he released that statement um, talking about now he's not retired. Uh, he will be fighting at 200. Um, and he said he didn't. He said he didn't want to do all of this this press stuff because he said it wasn't just like flying in and doing. Uh, one press conference. They wanted him to, to travel around the world right. and do this stuff. And he said he, he didn't want to do it this time. He's done it before. He's done it many times. His, yeah. his fights already sell. He said he didn't think he had to do it. He's fighting a bigger guy. He's fighting a, a longer guy, a heavier guy. He's coming off a loss. Right. He, he just he explained what his mindset was. Is that he wanted to keep training and didn't want anything else to get into the way of it. Yep. I, whatever. I get it. It's not that I don't disagree with his with his stances I get it and he's not had he's never come off a loss in the UFC no you know he doesn't he's he's going at it like an animal like the way that we said many of the other fighters that are doing all this extracurricular stuff need to do and yeah. focus on the fight focus it's people <laughs> people complain so much they want to just Connor is the main focus now, and he's the guy that everybody wants to hate on. Before it was Ronda, yeah. before that it was John Jones, yeah. because they reached that point of stardom where now it starts to turn. They're so popular and so in the limelight of everything, it starts to turn people off, and people want to turn. Oh, well, now they can, you know, they get to the, the superstar status where they right. can start making demands of the company. Yeah. The company gives into them because the company's made hundreds of millions of dollars off these people, right. so they want to help take care of. Their, their cash cow. Right. And people don't like that. That's no. when people turn. They're like, you know, who's he to say, oh, he's the guy that just sold 1.5 million yeah. pay-per-view buys with when Connor fought Nate last right. time. And as popular as Nate Diaz is, don't get me wrong, he's, he's never sold 1.5 no. million buys. He doesn't even headline Connor does. You know, that's, that's Connor's deal. My thoughts on that, even if it was about money, which, whatever, my thoughts on it are like this. F you pay me. Yeah. I'm putting my life on the line. It's not. This is not a sport that has longevity. Absolutely not. You get a decade and you're done. Get in. You know. Get as much money as you can while you can, and get the f out. Yeah, help because it. that company is going to make 
billions of dollars off your ass. So oh, yeah. why the hell shouldn't you be able to make millions and set yourself up? Absolutely. No person should ever bitch and complain about trying to tell somebody how they should make their money. No. Nobody shows up to your job and knocks the broom out of your hands, Absolutely. tells you how to get your paycheck. Don't bitch and complain because a dude wants more money. I don't care because Dana White's making billions off of him. Yeah. Why shouldn't he be able to make millions off himself? If it's if it's about money, that's that's one thing. If it, if it's about the training, that's one thing. If maybe it's I agree all, with the all training of it leading up together. Maybe it's uh, everything. Just combined into one where he just he had a moment where he said, "Fuck it, yeah. I can't I can't deal with this crap anymore." Yeah, all I want to do is fight, and they want me to do everything else. And I'm supposed to do all of this. And I'm supposed to carry a paper. I'm supposed to yeah. get everybody paid. We all have frustrations you know? with our jobs. Yeah, I used to quit my job once a week. <laughs> the I, difference is, is I'm not in the fucking spotlight and the limelight where everyone gets to hear me bitch and complain and say I'm going to quit my job every week. I had a job that I absolutely loved. I had the, the greatest bosses in the world. In fact, the owner of the company flew me to Mexico for a week and paid for everything. And right. I loved them. But there was times when I sat down and they were they were on me and I couldn't do anything right. And they were always bitching. I said, screw it. And I walked. And yeah. I left. And I left for three days and came back and whatever. People get frustrated. This is no different. No, exactly. And that's my point. No one, nobody blows it up and makes a big deal when, when John Doe... Bitches and complains about his job at Shade. No. Gets on Facebook and says, man, I need to get a new job. I hate this place. I hate my bosses. I hate all of you. Because this is a job. Th- this is their job. Exactly. This is their career. This is this is what they do for This is how they put food on the table. And if you can't, it doesn't matter what field you're in. If you can't have fun and be happy and, and be glad to go to work, then don't work there. Exactly. Exactly. So, all of it. Really exploded because Connor is the biggest name in MMA right now, and everyone was just was picking it apart. And I've seen both sides of it. I've seen where people are like, you know, good for him if he's overworked and yeah. you know, he can't do it. Then you see way less people in support of him than than you do out. Oh, definitely. I think it was um, it was probably more of. Fight, some of the fighters were coming out in in support to him, and ninety percent of the fans were like, "Screw that guy!" So many people, everyone turned on him, dude. I have seen nothing but negative crap from everybody. It's just negative, negative, negative. Connor's a pussy. Connor's a baby. Connor's this. Connor's that. Why do you care? It doesn't affect you. The only one that should care is Connor and Connor's family and, and, and Dana. Dana. You know, Nate too. Nate came out and said, "Screw it, I'm, I'm done too." And I don't know if that was a troll. I don't know if that was a mock. Or I don't know. Who if knows, it's, man? It's, you know, a it's DS, hard bro. to say. I mean, look how many times <laughs> Nick's walked away. Uh, Nick's retired thirteen times. Exactly. Already. Exactly. So, who knows? Nate made a lot of money on that you know, last fight. I, I'm just, I'm sick of all these look Johnny Come Lately and and people who are Facebook, uh, you know, professionals now, and, yeah. and they know everything. And automatically Connor's a pussy. I'm not saying he I'm not saying he didn't get scared, he pussed out. I'm not saying any of that. My point is is if you got a problem with a dude making money, look at yourself. It's right. your fucking problem. That's your insecurity, it's not his. And make that paper, boo boo. I don't give a shit who it is. Make that paper. Because you're getting punched in the fucking head <laughs> for a living. <laughs> That's not exactly fun. Make that money no. so that when you're older and you're punch drunk, you got money to take care of yourself. Yeah. 
we we'll learn, I'm sure, the the actual story. Oh yeah, of what goes it'll on. come out. Right now, it's you know Dana has his side in saying that you got to do this promotion. This is part of the deal. You've always done it. Everyone does it. And Connor's on this side saying, I need to train. I need to train bad. I flew all my, my team to Iceland to get more, to get better training. I have to focus on that. I can't go into this fight. You know, Dana says this fight's months away. You could actually do this and still go back into training. Connor doesn't want to leave. I mean, you know there's, there's Stop two sides headbutting, you know? If, if you want him to do press, let him do live feeds from his place. That's the beauty why of 2016. Why does he have to freaking travel to some shithole radio station in Connecticut. And that doesn't... That has 30 listeners, maybe. And that, I get asked the same question by all the wacky morning freaking men. Oh, wow, we got Conor McGregor on the morning show. It's the zoo. Dude, what so? the fucking guy fight? <laughs> you know, that's the beauty of 2016. We have Skype. We have Facebook Live. We have... All of those YouTube. Things. We have so many utilities where Connor could do a training session, go take a shower, put his little fancy suit on, sit down right in the training facility, yeah. do a half an hour of press, take yes. the suit back off, and have a night have a night session. Exactly. ESPN can send somebody there. It's it's simple. It's really simple. They can send a, they can send a camera. They can he send can a do website. a call-in for those freaking stupid radio shows. Why does he need to travel? But they this? want to do these huge press tours and spend all this money to do this when it's it's unnecessary. Uh, um, I, and this whole deal, I'm I'm kind of leaning towards Connor's decision uh, of wanting to keep training more because yep. I, I focus on on telling all of the fighters, especially Ronda and everyone that's right. that's lost fights because they allowed themselves to escape the training yep. realm and do movies and do press and do Sports Illustrated, do all that crap, man. It, it's ridiculous. So I, that's that's. Where I'm leaning at right now. I'm with you. I want these fighters to focus on fighting, not yeah. doing stupid press. Not going on live with Regis and Kelly or... No, Whoever the hell it is now. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't need that. Just fight. Yeah. Fight. I don't know where it's going to end up. Um, as of right now, they've... On the site and everywhere else... They've taken it down. It's pulled. Yeah. The fight is pulled and... They have to focus on who they're going to have in the main event now, and yeah. and they have other things to worry about because at least as of right now, it's not Connor Nate anymore. We'll see. We'll so see as it as it unfolds during the week as the weeks to come, because remember we still got till July yeah, until this, this happens. Until July, this is so. in its infancy of in stages in terms of how the story is going to develop. We're three pay per views away from this one coming down. We've got other things to worry yeah. about in the meantime. Yeah, let's let's break down some fights, man, because this card last week was... For all the ups and downs and everything that this card has been through, with yeah. people getting pulled, fights getting scrapped last minute. Far more downs than ups, yeah. really. This, you know, we this, lost Shogun, we lost Tony, yeah. uh, we, we, we lost, lost Leona and, and Hendo. And Hendo. Uh, we lost... That's also big names to lose. Huge off fights, of, man. Off of a free card yeah. that, you know... Uh, was supposed to be was supposed to be our friend Tony Ferguson's real time to shine. Yep, and he was given perhaps the best in that division, the toughest test of his career, uh, I would say easily. It might you know Khabib might have even been might even be the best in that division right now. I, I mean, he's got a win over the champion, so and he's never lost, nope. and he's dominated everybody. Everybody, um, aside from his 
his injury issues, he still might be the the uncrowned champion. The, the best there is yep. right now. So Tony would have had the fight of his life. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that he, you know, he got the blood, the lungs, and he was, and he had to pull. Um, but the card ended up being enjoyable. It was a great card. Unbelievable. Yeah. Some some fighters that came out of the woodwork that I didn't expect to put on the performance that they did, and they did. The, I mean, outstanding. The the fights that didn't go to a finish were exciting. Yeah, and all of them were. Um, all the decision fights were wars. Yeah. You know, they were absolute wars. Yeah. So let's, let's start this off, man. So, in the main event, Glover Teixeira took on Rashad Evans, and it was uh, it was pretty quick work. Yeah, it was a quick night for at the office for Glover. And in last week, we said that Glover doesn't want to go late no. with Rashad. He, doesn't, he does not at all want to enter the championship rounds. No. He wants to finish this in one or two. And if it goes one or two, it's Glover's fight. If it goes four or five, or more, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's Rashad's. Rashad's. And what happened to Glover? Rashad tried to play Glover's game, and he got put to sleep. There was a few trades back and forth, and Glover got the best of it with that uh, right. That, that right clipped him and just sent him right down. And sent him right down. And, and Glover, being the veteran, knew exactly where yeah. and when to attack and how to do it and, and finished him in... Under two minutes. Yep. At the mean, very first round. It was impressive. He looked good. It was outstanding. The crowd was on their feet. I mean, the crowd, that crowd had a hell of a night of fights already. Oh, yeah, they were. You know, it would, I wouldn't have been surprised at that. At that point, they were exhausted because, I mean, they were on their feet for, hours. for eight, nine fights before that. Yeah. Uh, just, just going crazy. And they went nuts for this. This was outstanding work by Glover Teixeira. Doesn't, Great fight. Doesn't hurt Rashad too much. You know, it may drop him in the two, rankings. Two in a row. Yeah. Since he's been back. Two KOs in a row, too. He's been dropped in the first round twice now. But going into doing this fight, I mean, it may drop him a little bit in the rankings, but I don't think it drops him in, in the eyes of, of the UFC and the fans because it wasn't... Anyone can get clipped. Anyone can get clipped early. Ew. Anyone can go down. Yeah. And he did that. He did, but like I said, it's... It's starting to show he might have a, that weak chin, man. That's two in a row he's been been put down. Uh, good on Glover. Glover came great in. Great win for Glover. Yeah, he came in, in in good shape, great form, and just dominated. Wasn't much. I mean, we didn't get to see much of it, but what no. we saw, we saw an amazing Glover to share. Yep. He's he's definitely come back from that loss against John, and he's strung together some yeah. wins. And, yeah, yeah, for and sure. he's proving that that he really does deserve to be up in that top four or five He's definitely spot. in that upper echelon. And, I mean, one more, you know, you take on a Gus or a Rumble or somebody there, you know, just sitting around. Especially for the man's age. He's not a young, no. he's not a young fighter anymore, so he's got to get these in, and he's got to get these big victories in now. now. And he's got to keep his, his value up there now. Yep. Because in three years we're not going to be—I don't think we're going to be talking about Glover Teixeira no, as a top five fighter. Too late in the game for him. So good on Glover, great win. Absolutely looked outstanding. We'll see what they have uh, next for him. Absolutely, like I said, I think he's—he's he's one more win away from another from a secondary title shot. This fight right here was, oh man, it was fun. Wasn't this great, dude? Thug Rose Namajunas took on the Tiny Tornado Tisha Torres and. Uh, Rose gets the decision, a unanimous 29-28 yeah. across the board. She's she's looked impressive, man. Now, the, the two things that stood out, why I think 
Rose got the victory over Tisha because Tisha outstruck her almost twenty-one. Oh yeah, one. but Tisha—that's her, her strikings are. That's her area. But the thing was is that a lot of Tisha's strikes were quick jabs. Yep. Not a lot of damage. No. A lot of feeling out there. I mean, she had of 93 total strikes, 61 were significant. Whereas Rose hit 48 strikes and 46 were significant. Right. Everything that she hit and everything that she landed counted. But a lot of it was on the yeah. ground. She did. And then the two takedowns yep. uh, was the second part of the deal. Rose took her down twice and controlled her for a, a minute and a half or so. I think that was the deciding factor. I agree. Those two things were the deciding factors in Rose getting the the 29-28 across yeah, the board victory. She's put on really good performances lately. Uh, since Basically since losing the Ultimate Fighter, she has looked really good and quietly put herself into position to be a title contender. I don't think Tisha looked that bad. No. I mean, she came out to fight. She looked good. She gave it everything she had against a... Fighter that was just better than her that night. Rose is just, she's taking it to another level. She's outstanding lately. lately. Unbelievable. I don't know if, uh, I don't know what she's doing different in her training where her mind has changed everything ever since she shaved she her head. head man. I mean, it was just, she took the hair off and it was just like, the gloves are off now. Yeah, and, I, and I'm going yeah. balls out, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she has, and she's dominated. And what a big win for her and for her getting. Uh, her and Tisha to get the, the co-main event spot yep. was outstanding exposure for both of these fighters. Um, and you and Rose. <laughs> yeah. You and Rose are buddies now. Yeah, so I tweeted, I was re-watching the fight today, and we talked about this um, when we were you and I and Everett were watching uh, Rose and Paige fight the last time. Uh, Rose's walkout music is uh, my favorite, or one of my favorite tracks by this hip-hop group, Run the Jewels. Mm-hmm. And so I was rewatching the fight yeah, today. I was like, ah, you know, screw it. I'm going to send her a tweet. And I just tweeted her and I was like, you know, Rose, the fact that your walkout music is my favorite Run the Jewels song makes me like you as a fighter even more. Great win Saturday night. And, you know, whatever. Sent it. Five minutes later, I get a Twitter notification that says Rose Namajunas is now following Isn't me. Isn't that awesome? It's like, that's <laughs> badass. That is cool. And so because she, of all the MMA fighters, I've never had one follow me. I've only had one block me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been blocked by a few news writers, but never a fighter. But yeah, this is my first... I think this is the first one I've had. A first pro, high-profile fighter, for yeah, sure. I think, sure. I think uh, Rustin Havilov follows me as well on Twitter. Uh, I'm, yeah, the Russians. I, yeah, I may have some... There's there's some some writers out there. Vallejos, who is a, yep. an MMA and boxing correspondent that follows me ever since I started posting our page stuff yep. out there. And there's a, the the first Turkish-born MMA fighter. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I can't remember his... I, can't, I don't even know if I can pronounce his name no. properly, so I don't want to... Uh, slaughtered on the air here. But there's a couple of those on there, but no one from the UFC. Right. And that's us. And DDP. And DDP's following you, so that's pretty cool. So I got that. You uh, definitely, that's a one-upper for sure. But that was cool. Uh, Just a simple tweet I didn't think was That's so cool, though. I'd have been happy if she would have just favored it, you know? Or liked it. Liked it or something. Retweet, whatever. I'd have been thrilled with that, but to get a follow, that's cool. But it's great. 
that's a great thing too because if she were ever to listen to what we do, we have never had anything but good to no. say about Rose. We absolutely love her work. Yep. We think she's an outstanding fighter. We feel like she has not been given some of the upper opportunities that she more than deserves. Agreed. So, I mean, if Rose, if you ever listen to this and you, you like Jeff and you like his stuff <laughs> and <laughs> listen to us, we are firmly behind you yeah, 100%. We are big thug fans. And so. we hope that you get that title shot that you've earned. I think she's she's sitting next in line after they settle out this Claudia and, and uh, Joanna deal. I mean, I don't know who else at one fifteen you go with. I would go with definitely. I would give her the shot. She's earned it. I would definitely. Moving on, we saw. Speaking of Russians, Saturday night we had the return of the Eagle, Habib Nurmagomedov, supposed to have taken on Tony Ferguson, but like we said a couple weeks off from the fight, Tony got injured. Uh, so Daryl Horsher stepped in as a last-minute replacement, coming in on a 12-fight win streak, making his UFC debut. Um, you know, you went two rounds with the Eagle. Yeah. Good on you. You lasted one full round. You lasted a few strikes. Yeah. You, you landed yeah. a few strikes. Yeah. But overall, um, I mean, to be picked him apart yeah. in the first round. He, he does what he with does. Him a little bit. Takes him know. down and just uses that sambo. I mean, he, he mauled him like mauled, a bear. Mauled him. Yeah. Mauled him. And I made this point to you because, I mean, there's not really a lot to talk about in this fight. It was just Khabib getting back That's, in the cage. It was great to see him back in the cage. The point, the thing I talked to you about is, is as after the fight, I'm on my social media and I see it was either a tweet or a Facebook post from Tony talking shit. Talking about, and you know, it's the fight game, do your thing, man, I get it. But dude, you're going to call a guy out on his performance. You didn't make the fucking walk to the cage. Exactly. And that's been your point of contention to him this whole time. Right. Is that he didn't make the, f- the walk to the f- your first fight, blah, 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 when you had to take on Barboza. So you're going to sit there and criticize and call the dude out. He made the fucking walk. Yeah, he made the fight, and you didn't. You're sitting out you in California. Shut up. Shut up. Mm-hmm. You got called out by Michael Chiesa, guy who's not even in the top ten. Yeah. You got called out by Michael Chiesa. Right. He said, hey, you and me, let's do this. Yeah. Don't, you, you're not in a position to talk shit, no. man. If you Sit can't make home. the fight, then shut your mouth, work harder, yeah. train smarter. Yeah. Good luck next it's time. It's just like him talking shit about Connor, too. It's like, dude, shut your mouth. Yeah. There's no re- there's no reason why for that. Tony, I love you, but you you're did better wrong. better than that, man. Just, uh, you're smarter than that. You know better. Someone you, in you your know. camp needs to tell you. Just. You don't need to bring your name... You don't need to put your name out there like that. There's much better ways. You're a better guy than that. You are. He he really is. You know, he's got... uh, Tony's got his wife going through contractions right now. Yeah, they're they're about ready to have a kid. It's time to focus on that for right now. Get the blood out your lungs. Get healthy. Make the walk. Then talk shit. Make the walk. Make the walk. Then you can run your mouth. And you know what? You have made the walk every time. And I respect that about you. Absolutely. That, that's, that goes You fought saying. with a broken arm. Right. Respect that. Respect that about you. But you're going to sit at home and talk shit about a guy who made the walk to the cage, finished his opponent, dominated the fight. Oh, my God. Just shut up. Just he, shut up and make the make the walk. And Michael Medoff looked like, the, to me, in the first round, he was almost going through a training session. He wanted to, yeah. get, he wanted to feel out what the cage was like. Yep. Yeah. He was he getting, he to, was getting all that rust out. Exactly. He didn't. He didn't expend his energy right away and, and burn himself out quickly. No. He he came out composed, controlled. Yeah. I thought he was impressive. I, I Absolutely. Thought, I thought Khabib looked great. 
you know, get them a better, tougher opponent. Hopefully, they can get that Tony fight together. I'd like to get that one together. I would, I would too. You know, because I, would I too wouldn't, I, you know, this is Khabib's first fight back in two years. Um, I, I still think, you know, he was clamoring for give me the title shot. He right deserved now. the title shot when he was healthy. When he was healthy, definitely, he was, you know, I've already beaten decisively the champion. Yeah, I mean, you he, know, it was he time, beat the it holy was hell out of those Time fighters. to give him. The title shot, but you know, you go down to all these injuries and things happen, and other fighters excel while you're out. Um, I, I think trying to book Tony and Khabib again, you know, you still got spots open at 200. Yeah, you know, there's still some time to put those two together. Absolutely. Um, in in July, I mean, you could you could book it now and they could start. I mean, Tony or Khabib didn't take any I was damage. Khabib's got to be real healthy coming out of this fight because he didn't take any damage. No. He barely got marked up. Uh, Khabib had nothing but good things to say about Daryl Horsher, which yeah. I agree with. I he thought he was a class act. He absolutely. He went in and he gave it everything that he had on short notice. He wasn't. He didn't back down. He took all the, the shots. Mean, he had. He had everything. All the chips stacked up against him. Absolutely. Coming into this fight. No doubt. Oh, hey kid, you're gonna be making your debut on short notice in the UFC. Oh, by the way, you're taking <laughs> on Medal. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> um, okay, sure. Good, I, I got respect for Daryl Horsey. Yeah, definitely. You know. I hope they, now, they, they keep Daryl around, and they start him off at the bottom, yeah. and they give him some young like, kids. Like what they did with Pat Cummings after he came in on short notice as 100%, DC, man. 100%. And Pat, Pat's done all right for himself. I think Daryl did a great deed for the UFC by Absolutely. doing this, and they owe him... The opportunity now to earn his way up there. That's, I agree. Well, you know, I don't think they, they need to pander. They don't owe him a lot. They nope. owe him an opportunity. Yeah, exactly. That's all they owe him is an opportunity. He stepped up to the plate for you guys and did something. In the uh, in the last fight of the or the first fight of the main card, I should say, uh, Cub Swanson picked up the decision win, the unanimous decision over Hakran Diaz. This was a good fight for yeah. Cubby, man. Yeah, um, I didn't expect. I expected Hockren to utilize some <coughs> takedowns more. We talked about that, yeah. Utilize some, some wrestling and some, some jiu-jitsu a bit more, but Cub was too fast. His striking was too on point, which yeah. we kind of figured was going to be because he's a he's a ferocious striker. Uh, knocked him down a couple times, took advantage of it, yeah. outstruck him. Cubby looked good, man. He looked outstanding. He looked very good. Uh, good win for him. Good win for him. I don't... Don't know what you're going to do with him next. There's so much just clutter around in the right. divisions, in these lower divisions. But, I mean, it was a win he needed. He needed to he stay needed on that track. He, would, he just dropped, what, two? Two. So he had to come back, and this, this Hochran broke his two-fight win streak yep. with this one. Um, Hopper Diaz still a dangerous fighter. Oh, absolutely. He'll still be up there. They're going to give him someone else. Cubs a tough guy. He's, he's, he's a hard I guy mean, to beat. He loses. He's lost fights, plenty of them, but he loses to guys. It's, he doesn't lose fights he shouldn't lose. Yeah. Or fights that he doesn't have that surprise bad performance where somebody he shouldn't have lost to beat him. He loses to guys that are better than that him. That are definitely, especially on that particular night. Yeah. Um, Cub is an exciting fighter to watch. He did a great job tonight, or last Saturday night. He got a great win over. Uh, an amazing fighter, We're going to see more from Hockren. Uh Cub is going. I mean, he is keep him on. He's going to be. 
I don't see him as a champion, but no. I see him as a guy who's going to be consistently he's tough, that, tough yeah, man yeah. to beat. He'll be that guy in the top ten that you know you need to to go at it with against different. You got to you got to beat Cub to move on. Yep, that the, the gatekeeper. We use that term a lot, but it, it's a thing. But it's true, and and he's in that spot right now at his age and his point in his career and his record and so on and so forth, where Cub is going to be that guy, right? And we'll see him. We'll see both of those men again, and I'm curious to see more so how Hockren comes back from a loss yeah. of this caliber and where he continues and what he does in his training. Agreed. And how he works on that jiu-jitsu because he's got to be able to get those strikers mm-hmm. off the ground, you know, onto the mat. So, moving on to the, the main prelim fight, this fight surprised me. I, I did not oh, see man. this fight ending the way that no, it did. me neither. Uh, we're talking about Michael Chiesa picking up the performance of the night submission victory over Benil Dariush. I did not see him subbing Dariush. No, absolutely not. That was the last. I thought if if Kiesa was going to win, he was going to clip him. And yeah, catch yeah. Him, you know, catch an errant shot, but he got him in that neck crank. And yeah, and I was just saying it wasn't even a it wasn't even a rear naked. No, it was a straight neck crank, and yeah. Dariush's jaw was going to break. That was it. That was exactly what it was. There was he, a lot of pressure on Benil Dariush's jaw. He held on for a long time in that crank. I mean, they moved up against the cage, and they moved up against the other side, and. And Kiesa was just not letting go. No. You know, he was a boa constrictor on there. He wasn't going to let go of that crank, and he, but he couldn't get it under the chin. Nope, so he said, screw to get it. it. So he just, he just pulled on with everything that he had. And we've seen jaws break oh, before yeah. from those neck cranks. And, uh, yeah, and I don't think, you know, another 30 seconds or so in there, Dariush's jaw. I think so, that. too. There was a lot of pressure on his jaw. He had, he had a great angle on it. He had his body up above Dariush's head so he could put, you know, yeah. he's putting pressure down with the weight. Plus, he was pulling up with his with his strength. So um, every time I count Kiesa out, he he does this shit. Shuts me up. Because <laughs> I was I was all on board. Like Dariush is going to dominate. Dariush has been a, a freaking animal. Yeah. And Kiesa's yeah, yeah. been so spotty. But he was on point Saturday night, and I mean the performance of the night well deserved. Absolutely, well deserved. Oh, fully. Agree. And then as we talked about our, uh, a little bit ago. Post-fight interview calls out Tony Ferguson. Um, you know, good move on his part. Get get somebody up ahead yeah. of you, but... It's always, you know, you want to look at what, you know, what's next now. Is there someone else for me to fight? Because if there's nothing next, what well, do you, you know... everyone else ahead of him is already booked out, you know. Yeah. You got the two at the top booked out. Khabib just fights. Tony's got nobody. Pettis is booked out. Um, you know, most of the top... I think Michael Johnson's booked out. Most of the top ten ahead of him is all booked out. So. Yeah, Eddie is. Yeah, as I said, Eddie, the two the two at the top are going yeah, to fight. Go. Oh, that's right. Uh, Khabib just fought. Tony is hurt, looking for an opponent. That's why he called him out. Pattis is fighting at either 199 or 198. He's, yeah, he's fighting on the card with his brother again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Sergio's on the undercard. He might even be fighting at this. 197. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's right. And then Sergio's on. So he's fighting coming up this weekend. I'd watch Kiesa and Tony go at it. I, I, I think that'd be a fun fight to watch. I'd watch El Kakui and the Maverick. That'd be fun. Yeah. But he got performance of the night and definitely well deserved. He put on the performance of his life. Absolutely. Uh, with that win and that neck crank was was brutal to watch. Yeah. It was a great technique. Uh, he worked with what they, what Darius gave him, and he capitalized on everything. One hundred percent. Any little mistake that he made, Michael Chiesa made it look uh, like it was 
it like it was planned out. Absolutely. This next fight, I think, and I and I texted you. I think it was my favorite fight of the night, personally. Um, Raquel Pennington picks up the unanimous decision. Oh, uh, split. Oh, uh, split. You're right. My bad. Mm-hmm. I just read that split. She got two twenty nine twenty eights, and Richard Davis gave a twenty nine twenty eight to Betch Cohera. For once, Saldamano gets it right. You know what, honestly, though, <laughs> I mean, the second and third round of this fight were so close. Oh, my gosh. I yes. definitely gave round one to Rocky. Yeah. I thought she dominated round one. Uh, Beth did a really good job, Betch, whatever. She did a really good job at the beginning of the second of, of connecting and, and taking Rocky, getting Rocky into her game. If there was a round that I would have gave Betch, it would have been two. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. Three was... Three was even close, but I still think Rocky got her. I agree with that as well. I definitely agreed with that as well. Um... I had no idea who won going into the the decision. Like I was, I was pulling for Rocky, yeah. But I couldn't say, yeah, Rocky won that fight definitively. No, I mean she she attempted the only two takedowns in the fight, couldn't finish them. But you know, she just she looks good, and she has looked really good even in her losses in her last few fights that she's taken. Um, you know, she lost to Holly, but she gave Holly a hell of a oh, fight. Oh, yeah, she gave her a run, man. She, I mean, on her feet, striking-wise, may have been the the best uh, to go toe-to-toe with, with her because, I mean, we saw what happened when she fought Ronda, mm-hmm. and she really dominated Misha in the striking department, but Rocky gave her a run for her money. Very much so, yeah. And and Rocky's quietly just climbed herself up into a, you know, a top-five bantam, women's bantamweight contender, and... Good honor. I've been a fan of Raquel's since seeing her on the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, we've been um, pretty, pretty positive about yeah. our comments towards uh, what we want Rocky Pennington to, good to accomplish. She's got good skill. She's she's got a good attitude about it. She, you know, she gets in the cage. She's all about business. She's not. I mean, she's not the face. She, she's definitely not going to be the face you want to put on your the the brand itself. You know, she's not Ronda. She's not no. even like a Misha. But she's just a solid, gritty fighter. Yeah, something to be said about what we're seeing out of Betch now is she's not getting fed the tomato cans. the rookies. Yeah, she's and not getting the Jasmine Dukes. You know, we're not getting the, the the older fighters, and we're not getting the ones that are already past their prime. She's getting fighters in their prime or now. Never were in their prime, and now she's losing. Yeah, you know, yeah. she's. Uh, She's going against the Rondas and Rockies, and you know she's not getting the Shanas and the the Dukes. Yeah, the, she's the, not getting the Baslers and the Jasmines and the you know she's not fighting garbage fighters anymore. I said now she's getting a challenge, and, mm-hmm. and she's not excelling. I mean, she did well when she got her rhythm in the second, and even you know, like I said, the third was really close too. I, I gave it to Rocky, but she's just yeah, she's not that dominating, scary force that she once was. And she's not just putting him against the cage and no. pounding him. You know, these these fighters she's getting now know how to get out of that right. and know how to defend from that. I they mean, don't Rocky, just they she, don't just go into panic mode and, right. and cover up and say, "Oh, stop beating me up." You know, she threw she threw ninety nine or she landed ninety nine out of two hundred nine for forty nine percent, forty seven percent. Where Raquel, Raquel was hitting eighty five, eighty four uh, total strikes. Man, I'm just tripping over. Well, one of the things too is that we all, that you know, I like to point out too is that. She landed eighty four, but seventy five were significant. That's, yeah, that's that's yeah. what I was saying. I mean, she landed she landed sixty one percent of her shots. She was landing. Beth was just throwing. Right. She was just throwing wild and crazy. Just trying to you know spray and throwing a lot of these 
you know, shoulder hooks and yep. things like that. Like this, it just it was not conducive. And Rocky did what she had to do. I'm glad she got the win. I she am too. That win, but the whole fight in general, Beck still getting to a great job out there. They had a they had a war. It, it was left a great fight. Like I said, it was probably my it's probably the most fun fight I watched out of all of them that went to the decision personally. Let's uh, let's talk about Dodson Ooh. for a second. John Dotson, the magic man, makes his Coming return back to 135. And it took him all of, uh, what, 40, 40 some seconds? 37, 37, 37, 37 seconds. seconds. To, and how? Oh, God, he's so, so fast. Oh, my God, dude. His strikes were unbelievably fast. He had power behind him, too, but the speed and the precision was what stood out to me. Gamburian was getting hit. And then recognizing the fact he got hit three seconds right. later, so what the hell yeah, was man. that? I mean, he he just he looked incredible. Gambirian only got two strikes in, and Dotson got twenty. Right. <laughs> if this is the Johnny Dotson we're going to see at one thirty-five. That's scary, man. Oh man, that's scary because he's quick and powerful. Yeah. If he can figure out how to hit these elusive guys, I mean, he's hit Mighty Mouse. He cracked Mighty Mouse. Oh, yeah. Time. So, if he can put together how to hit it. I mean, he's got to win over TJ. So, I don't know, man. It, I like him at 135. I, do too. I think it's going to be a good spot for him. He's got some competition coming up. I want to see how he does against some wrestlers. Yep. You know, some premier grapplers up there. But if they're going to try to stand and trade with. With Dodson, you're not going to hit him, no. and he's going to hit you three times. Yep. He's that fast. Yeah. And it's not just his, his hand speed, his footwork. I mean, he he is on one side of the cage to the other in a matter of seconds. Right. I mean, it's not just, you know, these big guys can do it in two strides. It takes him seven strides, but it's so quick. It's, yeah. it's, you blink and you miss him. His footwork and hand speed were incredible. He had a Manny, great showing. Manny had no idea what was coming at him and was asleep real quick. I loved this card. Dude. I did too, dude. This was amazing. This is a solid B, B plus for me. I would say B plus, A minus. I yeah. mean, up there, it's a title fight away from being a solid A card easily. If there was a title fight on there, there'd have been no question about it. I would have handed this one an A and said great work. Yeah, for a free card, man, this was Especially incredible. all the knocks yep. and all the downfalls that this yeah. thing had. This was... I I couldn't have been happier with imagine this Imagine if, if we would have had these same fights plus the ones that we missed... We might have been looking at a solid A oh, easily. without a title fight easily, on there. Easily, man. If I would have got that Tony and Khabib fight, that could have elevated this yeah. to an A. If, if Hendo and Leota were there, I mean, come on. Shogun and, and Glover, I mean, you know. But it was a great, it was just fun, exciting fights that weren't any boring. Like that last card we talked oh, about, it's... so terrible. A lot of boring, yeah. especially the main card. The, the, we talked last yeah, week. The, the undercard, the undercard was, was really good. Yeah, and was. then it got to the main card and it just came to a screeching hole. And it didn't happen there, this card. It was like the, all the energy from the main card went in, or the undercard went right into the main card and just kept it going. Well, it had some great. great knockouts. We had some highlight reel submissions. Yeah. Uh, we had some, some three-round wars. Yep. Uh, all of the fighters put on the best that they could. I don't think anybody... Uh, slept in their on their fight. No. They all came out, you know, guns a blazing, like it was their last fight that was going to be in the cage. And the work that they put in, outstanding. Yeah, by all fighters. Great, great setup of cards by Joe Silva and, and the guys at the UFC. So we got another card this weekend, man. Yes, finally, UFC one ninety seven. 
Seems like it's been forever since, since, I mean, just waiting for this card to, yeah, one, unfold, and two, to happen. It was like, oh, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Yeah, me too, bro. And I've been waiting for this John Jones for a long time. So we will finally, this Saturday night in the main event, see the return of Johnny Bones Jones. So he's going to take on Ovint St. Prue in an interim title fight. Uh, a lot of people are asking why this was an interim title fight. I can tell you right now, because without it... Jones walks. There's, well, not even that. Without it, you don't have a pay-per-view. Yeah. Nobody's buying because you have to bump Mighty Mouse. You can't do Jones and OSP as the as the main card or main fight not when you have a title fight. fight. Yeah. So it automatically becomes a Demetrius pay-per-view. We all know how well they'll sell. They don't. No. They don't sell. Nope. So Uncle Danny did the smart thing, slap an interim title fight together, let John get his belt. I don't know if John would even would have stayed without. Without I, the fu- I think he would have. Really? Dude, because the guy, the guy wants to shut everyone off. Oh, yeah, if yeah. he walks away that? from that fight, it's just it's just like what we talked about yeah. earlier with Connor. It, the shit it storm. A shit storm. Yeah. And he's already been through enough shit storms. Let's, yeah. just, let's just get through the fight. All things considered, he, he, that's probably true. Um, so we have him and Open St. Prude out. And OSP's a dangerous guy. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely very dangerous. But... He's big, he's long, he's strong. Um, Jones isn't going to have the kind of reach advantage that he has against most people. He's still sporting a four-inch reach advantage. Wow. I can't believe I mean, they're, they're only an inch difference in height. Yeah. But John's still sporting he's a four-inch reach. Yeah, yeah. And they don't even have his kick uh, reach actually correctly on there. So, I don't know, man. OSP is a good fighter, but I haven't seen anything out of him that makes me go, "This is this is the guy that's going to stop John Jones." No, he's beat up some some guys in the lower card. You know, he's had some good knockout wins. He's been dominant of guys that he was supposed to be dominant yep. against. Um, he is going to learn, like so many before him have learned, that John Jones is in a different is league it, yep. than anyone else at two hundred five. It's a different animal you're stepping into a cage. This with, guy man. is. The premier fighter in the world, and OSP is going to learn the hard way that you don't just go in there with John Jones and expect to win. Right. You go in and try to expect to survive. Yeah, you you're looking to survive against John Jones. That's and you know if you get lucky, good. I don't see anything luck coming out of here. Uh, I see Jones dominating, uh, picking up a win, finishing. OSP in whatever way he decides to finish him, whether he puts him against the cage and gives him a stand-up choke, whether he kicks him in the head, whether those elbows that are like granite destroy him. Uh, I think, you know, OSP may have a decent showing, but John Jones is going to destroy him. Yeah. yeah he's going to beat him up I and agree. take the win, take that interim belt, and it's going to be up to Cormier to get healthy and come back and defend that yeah. that belt and it's, unify them. It's the balls in his court. And, and, John, and John stepped up and said he'd headline 200, so... No, fine. Do it. Yeah. Absolutely do it. You know, put Courtney and Jones at 200. I'm happy with that. But uh, I, I don't remember the last time we saw Owen St. Prue. I think Let's it was take a look here. To sh- Cavalcante. Oh, okay, so yeah, I forgot he fought against Cavalcante. I was going to say his last fight was that loss against Teixeira. But... He beat Shogun. Patrick Cummins lost to Glover. Uh, mean, then beat Cavalcante. Yeah, okay. None of those guys are in John Jones's camp or class. 
know, as a loss to Vader. Yep. So, I mean... He, he had a good streak going until he got beat by Vader, Vader but he hasn't fought anybody of that caliber. I mean, Glover is the highest caliber fighter I would give him, and, you know, Glover couldn't beat John. No, we know that. Right. I just, I mean, anything can happen at any day inside that cage. No doubt about Olympus it. Olympus Pacheco's got a lot of power in his hands, a lot of power in a lot of things, but, uh, dude, it's John Jones. It's man. John Jones. <laughs> yeah. I think John Jones is going to get in there, push him up against the cage, and he's going to feel how strong John Jones really is. When Jones wins, and if, if by chance Owen St. Prue pulls this victory out, just out of, you know, hypothetical, the loss in revenue for the UFC will be huge because the uh, John Jones Cormier pay-per-views are going to sell a million buys. So a Owen St. Prue Cormier Title unification, not so much. Not right. so much. So OSP winning this hurts UFC bad. I mean, they, they've got to be completely behind the fact of, come on, Jones, you got to pull this right. one out for us. you got to make it to the fight. You know, you got to put on the show and you got to win. Exactly. And I think you will. Oh, I agree. You know, I, I think agree. you will. But. I agree. In the co-main event, we got a, a flyweight championship title fight. Mighty Mouse taking on Henry Cejudo. I'm excited. I'm a big Cejudo fan. Same here. I, I just, I hope, I hope and pray because I can't stand, I like Demetrius, it's not a personal thing, you know. I just, I'm really bored with him. I'm tired of, of his boring fights. We said you and I were on the same page and we talked to everybody when it happened. He was not, for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, when Cejudo came in, he said, there's the guy. Yeah. This is the guy that's going to run this division. This is the guy that's going to beat everybody. He's definitely. And be the first one to take out Mighty Mouse. I agree. And, and have the second ever champion yep. at this division. Because yep. Mighty Mouse has been the only champion this division's ever seen. Um, and Henry Cejudo has, you know, he has all the tools to do it. Every single uh, thing has led up to him winning this belt from the Olympics to the training to to defeating everybody. But the only thing that we have to worry about is weight. Yeah. He has a problem making that weight. Right. So I hope that we don't see that here. If he continues to have the weight problems, he's going to have to move up. He's going to have to move up, I think, at some point. But, I mean, his last few cuts, he's been okay. He struggled early. He still struggles. I mean, that's a... That's a it's 125 and, pounds. And Henry's not a small guy. No. At all. And I mean, this isn't this isn't just an issue that Henry's had in the UFC. He had weight issues in wrestling. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's a thing that's followed him his whole life. Wrestling weight is hard to maintain on the Olympic level because you don't get... It's not like you get weighed in before, the day before. No, you and then you can bloom back up. You're weighed in and multiple times. Multiple times, yeah. Know? Especially in Olympic competition, you basically are weighing in before every... Match. It's like every few hours you have to continually yep. hold that weight. So yeah, um, <laughs> I I want to see Cejudo walk away with too. this belt. I do too. You know, it's hard to pick against Demetrius. Really hard. Uh, extremely hard. I'm going with hope instead of following my gut, and I'm going to go with Cejudo. My, my my gut is telling me that this is Cejudo's time. Everything is, is telling me. I hope so. I mean, he's the one that has the he's the person that has the mindset to be a champion. I mean, he's been an Olympic champion. He's been through these things. 
he hasn't fought Demetrius where all these other guys have already are coming back, you know, Dotsons and Benavidez and all those. They want continued like, shots again yes, and again. Exactly, I exactly. want another trial. I want another try. I can do it this time. This is some fresh meat yep. up there. Yeah, somebody new. I I hope I hope Henry picks it up. I think he's I think he's good enough, a talented enough fighter to, to hit him. He's got the power. If he can connect, he's got the power to put him to sleep. He's got the wrestling. And I don't. Yeah, and Demetrius, you, you don't want to go to the ground with Henry. Absolutely not. I mean, Demetrius is a really solid wrestler. Sure, but he's not. He's not Cejudo. No, Cejudo is Olympic hell, no. and he's been doing this his whole life. Right. I, I want and I want to, and I'm going to pick Cejudo. I'm, I'm going to see a well. new champion and some new blood into that division. Some new matchups in that division instead of seeing, as you said, the same repeat performances, the same guys getting more shots and more. How many times are we gonna have to watch those guys? Soon they're gonna have to. Demetrius is gonna have to go up into a super fight for the thirty or the thirty-five champion. It's gonna have to happen because there's, there's no after Shahudo, there's nobody else left in twenty-five no, that you haven't already beat. Cleaned everybody out. Yeah, and your competition's going up in weight because they can't beat you. So that says something. It does. I mean, Demetrius, he's a boring fighter. But you know what? But he's a dominant he wins. Player. Exactly, yeah. exactly. The same things were said about GSP. But he doesn't. You know, he's he's like Aldo man. Just doesn't sell. And at the bottom, at the end of the day, you got to sell paper. Right, right. Or they're not going to put you on. I mean, they got a title fight in the in the co-main now yeah. and because they can't put him on a main event. No, you can't sell pay-per-views, man. Nobody buys them. This is an interesting fight. Uh, we got the return of Showtime Pettis uh, after this. Uh, Fight against Eddie Alvarez, where he looked just god awful, god awful. Pettis has been exposed twice. Yeah, and anyone that wants to beat Pettis now, they know bum rush him. But matchup wise, this this fight plays into his his style. Absolutely. The last two guys he got beat up on were strong wrestlers yep. who took him down to the ground and held him down there and beat on him. Barbosa is not going to do that. No, he's going to he's no. going to strike with him. So we got we got Showtime Anthony Pettis taking on uh, Edson Barbosa. The, these two guys are going to scrap. We got a, a great karate fighter in Pettis, and we all know what Barbosa oh, can do. He is so dangerous with his legs, between his leg kicks, his heads, his head kicks. Yeah, anything that he does, uh, I've seen him finish two fights now with just leg kicks yep. alone. Where. He broke them down so much they couldn't stand they anymore. They couldn't stand anymore. The rest of that's it. We're done. done. You know, and uh, the only other person that's finished fights by leg kicks has been Jose Aldo. Uh, Barbosa has the ability to finish you in a split second, and so does Pettis. When they're standing, you know, when they're striking. Um, this is a hard one for me to pick because, as you said, style-wise... Barbosa is a much better matchup for Pettis than Eddie and RDA was. You know, we got striker and striker now. Yep. Uh, Barbosa's got great jiu-jitsu, but he just never uses it. He prefers to stand up and kick you in the face. Yeah. I got much respect for that. That makes for an exciting fight. I don't know how to call this one um, because I'm such a I'm a huge huge Barbosa fan. I just think Pettis is a bad matchup for him. You know, to do- for him to dominate and do what he does. Pettis is quick. He's a great striker. He can see things ahead of time. I don't. I don't know what to say on this one. I'm gonna go with Barboza, man. I think uh, I don't like the Anthony Pettis. I saw the last two fights. Um, I just don't. I don't like what he's become. And 
Barbosa's just so dangerous. Yeah. So dangerous. And Barbosa's coming off a... He had a, t- he had a tough loss against Tony. Yeah, he lost that fight to Tony, but I want to say he's coming. But he redeemed it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that was his last fight. Um, he's coming off loss, you know. Win loss, win loss. loss. But, you know, losing to Tony Ferguson and losing to Michael Johnson. Beat Bobby Green, beat Paul, tough Paul, Paul Felder. Felder. Before that, he lost to Cerrone. He's lost to some very tough cats. Where Pettis' losses, you know, he's got a loss to Dos Anjos. He's got the loss to uh, um, Alvarez. Yeah. I, I, I mean, styles make matchups, and this is definitely, stylistically, a good fight for Anthony. We're going to see a lot of great strikes. Yeah, a lot you know, of good kicks If you're, and a, lot if of you're a fan of, of the striking game, you're going to get a lot of enjoyment out of this fight. Absolutely. Um, if Barboza can take out his legs, which I hope he can, uh, with those vicious leg strikes, I think he's going to slow down Pettis enough where it's going to take away a lot of his power right. and his strikes and more so his movement. Um, if Barbosa can do that, I'm going to give it all to Barbosa. Uh if Pettis can stay away from that and utilize some of those unorthodox strikes that he has, maybe he has a chance. But uh, I'm going to stay with Barbosa too. Okay. I had a hard time going back and forth. It, it's a tough fight to call. I mean, both these guys are great strikers. I just, I don't know, man. The power of that Barbosa can kick you with at any He's time. He's so scary. At any time. A um, couple more fights in the main card. Hafiel Natal takes on Robert Whitaker. Uh, that's another one that's a tough one to call. I don't man. know. Uh, you got two guys that hey, just like to stand fucking bang with people. Uh, Javier Natal likes to also get it to the ground. Yeah, he's a... Uh, this one's hard to pick for him because I don't see a lot. I mean, Robert Whitaker at number seven, I don't even know why he's that high. Right. Uh, Natal at number 13. I've seen Robert Whitaker take some some serious losses yeah. coming up to here. Me um, as well. Uh, you know he's coming up. Well, he's on a on a quite a little. He, yeah, he had that loss to the Wonder Boy, lost to Court McGee, but then I mean after that he's put on four straight. Be even beating Uriah Hall. Yeah. Brad Tavares, Clint Hester. Must have been think- there was another Whitaker. I must have been thinking of. Wasn't it the? It was the other one that fought a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking of. Because Whitaker's on this, Robert Whitaker's on a four-fight win streak uh, against Clint Hester, Mike Rose, Brad Tavares, and Uriah Hall. Yeah, I mean, the biggest one being Uriah, Uriah Hall Definitely. back in November. <laughs> so let's take a look at... Natal, I think, is coming off a loss, if I remember. And he is... No, he's also got wins over Uriah Hall, Kevin Casey... And Chris Pelosi, he hasn't lost since 2014 to Herman. So we got two guys on four-fight win streaks that are quiet win streaks because I, I didn't even realize that, uh, and I had the other Whitaker confused, but I didn't realize Natal has put on four fights in a row, and both of them beating Uriah Hall. Yeah. I mean, this could prove to be a fight of the night candidate. I mean, these guys have, have put on, are both looking to extend their win streaks um, and I'm going to go with Natal I'm going to go with Natal uh, the more experienced man 
I think he's a tougher man, yeah. especially uh, when you get to the ground. I agree. I think he's got more to offer. Uh, I'm not opposed to saying Whitaker could could pull this one out. Oh, absolutely, uh, man. Whitaker's a tough kid. But I think Natal is a little bit tougher, and I think, yeah. he's, I think he's got the experience. The experience is him. where I'm leaning towards, yeah. too. I mean, he's, he's been in there. He's a 28-fight veteran. Where, yeah. You know, I mean, Whitaker's a 20-fight veteran, so no, no... No disrespect yeah. whatsoever to him, but... I see Natal beating him up a little bit, taking him to the ground, mauling him, controlling him. I agree. And I don't know if we're going to see a finish. You might see a three-round war. Uh, but I see Natal pulling off that victory. Yeah. And closing out the main card... Yara Rodriguez and the return of Touchy <laughs> Feely. Touchy Feely. Listen, I'm just going to go with it right now and make the call for Andre Touchy Feely. Mm-hmm. Every time I pick against Touchy Feely, I can't do it. Anymore. Can't do it no more. No, I've uh, and I've expressed my delight on him having the the coolest nickname in the business. He does have a pretty good nickname. It's it's man. creepy and it's it's funny at the same time. But he is he's been outstanding lately. Uh, he is the guy that I've wanted that I have picked against too much. Not going to make that mistake again, like you said. Right. I'm going to go with Andre to open up this main card uh, the right way and have a big victory over Yar Rodriguez. Yeah, I agree. I uh, agree. We have some fights in the undercard before we Yeah, there are a few off. fights to talk about in the undercard. Uh, you know, little, little Pettis, Sergio, is uh, quietly climbing himself up to number 14. Yeah, good for him. Uh, taking on Chris Kalatis. Uh, you know... Sergio's going to probably win this I think one. Sergio's going to more dominate than, uh, than his brother is going to. Yeah. I, yeah. Sergio's looked really good in his last few yeah. fights. He, you know, his first loss in the UFC came the same night that Anthony got beat by Dos Anjos so right. on the same card. But he's looked impressive in his last few fights. I, I think I think Sergio's got a really good skill set. I think he's a little better of an athlete than Anthony. Yeah, I do too. I think he's more all he's more well rounded. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, and he's got more crown game to offer. He doesn't choke when he's taken down. Yep. He's, he's got the ability to escape and to use the ground to his advantage, whereas whereas Anthony just falls apart yep. when you take him down. I agree with that. Uh, 100%, Sergio, I, 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 this is a good spot for him too. It's, it's the FS1 main yep. event. Yeah, you got that is. main spot right before the right before the main event or the main card getting kicked off. You can't really ask to be in a better spot. I know that's that's. Talk about this one. I got one more after this yep. one that I want to touch on. So we talked about this a few times. Uh, where has Carla Esparza <laughs> been? the Cookie Monster. So we're finally getting the Cookie Monster back in the cage. But she hasn't fought in a while. Not since that loss to Joanna. So. Yeah, it's been almost 15 months, months I think we looked right. last time. Yeah, so she's going to be back in there against uh, Juliana Lima. Still sitting at number two is Carla Esparza. Uh, you know... Well, I haven't seen Carla in so long. And this is... I mean, it's not... Very short notice, but it, I mean, it kind of is. It was a few weeks. She had she, like she, she had stepped a, in yeah. uh, for I forget who, I can't who fell out of this one, um, but whoever it was, um, and Carla jumped in the week after we said, "Where where is she now?" Yeah, <laughs> right. The week after we asked, "Where the hell is she?" It was that week where it was like we we talked about guys and said, uh, "Where are they?" You know. Why are they still here? Jared and all of a sudden, the whole thing and then everything falls you know, into place. just fell apart yep. and fell into place. And, um, and Carla needs this win. She definitely needs this win. Especially one. being ranked number two. Being ranked that high still not after not fighting yeah. for so long is kind of surprising. Yeah, but I would think that 
you know, Gedalia should have clipped her at two. Uh, Rose should definitely be up there at three. Absolutely. She should probably have dropped to four or more, seeing how she hasn't been in the cage in over a year. Yeah, you want to defend it to keep it. You're, you're the, the belt you've lost has been defended twice right. since you've been in the cage. So. I, I've, I don't know how it's going to happen. I, I want to say Carla's going to win, but I, I do. I will say Carla needs to win. If she wins, it's going to be either decision or sub. She's not, she's not a very powerful fighter. I would be more inclined to, to pick when when I pick on our, our fantasy deal. I'm definitely going to choose decision. Yeah, that's. I, the, I, that's I mean, the it's the, it's the way to go. Both of these ladies have pretty high decision marks out of all of everything else. There's one more fight. Yeah. Oh yeah. We got to talk about. Yes, sir. We the, got the kickoff mo- fight of the whole night. Uh, the return of a hometown hero for us, a guy that we absolutely love watching. Yeah. And we have a lot of respect for and a lot of uh, praise for yep. uh, the Motown Phenom, Kevin, Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee coming off that really tough loss. Very um, tough loss. Got got clipped and beaten yeah. down pretty early. And, so, um, and sometimes it's not about the performance you put on, but how you come back yeah. from it. we got to see him come back strong oh, against know, Efrain Escudaro. And I think he will. Uh, Kevin bounced back pretty good after that. You know his UFC debut loss when he lost to Ally Quinta, yeah, and and put together some some good fights and and Absolutely. I think Kevin's a smart enough kid. I think he learned his lessons of what he did wrong. He he was a little cocky going into that. Fight. Oh sure, yeah. you could see it. You could see it when he got in the cage, man. I like Kevin a lot. I think uh, having listened to him speak before he became a UFC fighter, um, talking to people that know Kevin personally, like. Just a good kid, uh, good fighter, good representation for the West Michigan and the Michigan area in general. I'm always in Kevin's corner, and I think he's going to bounce back here against Efren Escudero. I do too. I think this is a good fight for him to come back on. He's not getting, you know, they're not like they're throwing him to the wolves or anything. No. They're giving him someone that's that's that can beat him. Yep. Uh, someone that can test him. Yep. And someone that is going to to make him work. To earn back that loss, that, that tough loss oh, that he yeah. just had. Efren um, Esc- Escudero is is no walk in the park. He's a no. 35 fight veteran. Right, exactly. Uh, he's, he's a tough guy. He's got great submission skills. You know, he's fin- of his 25 victories, he's finished half by submission. So, I mean, that's that's a pretty big number. Kevin's going to have to come in there and, and prove that he... Deserves to still be in the UFC. I think he will. I'm pulling for Kevin. I'm I'm voting for Kevin. I'm picking him to w- to win this and to kick off this night, this pay per view night in style, uh, the way that Michigan should be represented I agree. and doing it the right way. I agree. I'm so glad to see Kevin come back. Yep. Um, I'm excited for this this fight. It'll be good for Kevin to pick up a win too. He needs it. He needs to get back on that winning track and continue to get himself up there. Um, yeah, this is a good card. I think it's going to be a fun card. we got two title fights. We've got a lot of exciting fights. It's going to be good to be able to talk about next week when we come back. We had great fights last week. Amazing fights last week. So they're going to have to do something to one-up those because those were, that was, you know, even for a free card, that was outstanding. Yeah, it was a great bar setter for for everything, so. And we got the interim title fight plus another title fight on there. So we have the potential. To uh, several top contenders. We got Edson, which, who I'm a... Huge fan. Right. Of, you know, we got the Pettis boys. 
Uh, Carla's coming back. Dominic Steele's come... fighting on this one, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got uh, some such... Diego Ferreira. Or, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Clint Hester's fighting. Yep. Uh, Roger DeLima. So, I mean, we've got, we've got everything That's that it. could make... Uh, an A A plus night of night, night of fights. Absolutely, this has got a potential to be an A A plus night of fights if, if everybody comes through and does what they should. Uh, this one, where is this? Is in Vegas. Vegas, yes. Our next pay per view will be in Brazil. I believe so. And then we're back in Vegas. I in think Vegas in again? Two. Yeah. Oh wait, no, is it? I think ninety nine's in Cali. Oh, is it? Okay. I believe ninety nine might be in Cali. But this, I know two hundreds uh, in Vegas, obviously, but I believe. I think 99 might be in Let's take a look. Yep. Los at the Forum. Yeah, at the Forum. Oh, that's a good spot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> time, look, things aren't slowing down anytime soon. Oh, we're getting a fight night out of Vegas. Yeah. Okay, the one right before 99. Yeah, and a fight night out of Amsterdam. So we got some big stuff coming up. Yeah. And, it looks like we got a week off of the fights next week. But this next week, with the pay-per-view uh, and the return of John Jones, I expect big sales oh, yeah. for them. I know. think so. I think it's going to be huge. Everyone wants to see what John Jones is going to show up, whether he's going to be this new dominant, overly dominant, focused, trained John Jones. I'm excited to see the, the, sh- the because all the videos and all the, the photos we've seen of him building up to this, he's in... Better shape than I've ever oh seen it. God, I mean, he looks big, like a monster. scary. You know, I, I wonder how it's going to affect his weight if it's going to. Uh, um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how the cut goes. You never sure. know what's going to happen, but uh, uh, I'm, I'll be excited to see this Saturday night. This is going to be an outstanding night of fights, and I agree. I'm definitely I'm looking forward to it. Super excited. So that's going to about wrap it up for this week. Any final thoughts, Dave? Um, let's let. The stuff with Connor play out before we go ape shit. Yeah, even more about it. Stop guys, being judge, jury, and executioner. You know, don't throw them to the wolves yet. There might be some things that haven't come out yet. So um, we'll, we'll take you along on that ride as it as it unfolds. But just try to be a, a little more level headed about pump, it. Just pump the brakes. Relax, guys. You know. Pump the brakes. And. I'm on my. I'm entering my third week of DDP yoga. Yes, sir. As a personal, you know, as a personal end to the show, um, I'm down eight pounds. My flexibility has gone up tremendously. I I am friends with DDP on on Twitter now. He has taken a personal investment in in my. In journey. my journey with this, you know, the bone disease, and he's never worked with it before. Yeah. So, I mean, this big times for me right now, and I'm very excited That's awesome, uh, to go on this journey. So if anyone has ever thought about entering the yoga world or DDP yoga, message me. I'm more than happy to help you along with it, walk you along the steps. Dude, you're doing, you're doing a phenomenal job with documenting your journey, yeah. putting it out there for everyone to see. Like It's it's great. You, you're doing a good job, yeah. man. I'm really proud I've of lost you. an inch, man. I'm fitting into stuff that I haven't fit in before. That's I mean, awesome. I'm starting to feel better. Um so I, that's that's where I'm at now, and uh, I'm, I'm more than happy to do it. So good, dude! I'm I'm proud of you. Really happy Thank for you. you. You know that. Uh, so guys, that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. As always, make sure you're checking out the Average Joe's MMA Show Facebook page for any late breaking Conor McGregor news, because that's all you guys ever want to talk about. <laughs> Uh, make sure you're heading over to iTunes, giving us a rating and a review, because you haven't done it yet. And come on. 
We need it. We need it. We like it. We like you guys. Just tell everyone how much you like us. So that's going to do it for this week. For David Van Bogle and I'm Jeff Shanahan. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next week.